What happens when a radio broadcaster gets let go from his sports talk job? Well, he tries to figure out what he wants to do next for a career. And in the meantime, joins the 4 million other podcasts on the internet and the John Cast is born. Join me each week as I talk to guests I find interesting or entertaining from the world of sports, play-by-play broadcasting, or whatever else sounds fascinating to me at the moment. The John Cast is what I'm doing until I figure out what I'm doing. Subscribe, download, and I hope you learn something along the way. Cam, nice to meet you. What you drinking today? <laughs> nice to meet you, John. Um, nothing right now. Uh, I'm just, uh, at the moment, I'm kind of trying to work on my bike, trying to get it running my motorcycle so i'm not trying to leave drink out of it for the meantime until i get it going and then and then maybe i'll have a beer later i, I like hobgoblin beers i don't know if you get them in the states do you get hobgoblin no. beers in the states uh what, what kind hobgoblins they're called cool. they're like hobgoblin yeah, yeah it's like beers or like old school ales that kind of thing oh no i've never had a hobgoblin well if you're ever over here man try a hobgoblin <laughs> they're really good <laughs> I will for sure. That's awesome. Well, my guest today on the John cast, by the way, you can support this podcast with a small monthly donation. I've got the link. Um, it's under this episode. It's also in the episode description in the podcast description, rather small monthly donation. And maybe I'll do something cool with uh, some of that money. If, if people decide to donate, like leave a cool tip at a coffee shop or something like that. But my guest today, I'm so excited to talk to a one man rock and roll band. His name is Cam Cole. You might have seen him uh, on the latest Ted Lasso um, episodes, if you've been watching Ted Lasso on Apple TV, he's a singer, songwriter, a busker, and a new age traveler is what your official homepage says from London. And uh, you roam around and you play your one man show. Cam, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast today. No so what have you been up to lately? Um, last couple of weeks, not a lot really, man. Um, but I mean, before that I was touring, I had a UK tour. Um, and then before that it was just, it was lockdown really most of the time for the last like year and a half. Um, but yeah, yeah. The UK tour went really, really well. Um, yeah, just, yeah, some really, really sick shows. People were just gagging for it. It was great. Uh, it was good to see fans after such a long time. Um, but yeah, last two weeks I've been dusting my heels really, man. Just taking it easy, trying to work on my motorbike and get it sorted. Yeah. What kind of of bike you got? Uh, Harley Davidson Ironhead, 1975. Oh, wow. What made you get that? What made you get that? Was there a special reason you wanted to get that specific type of bike? Yeah, a lot of old school stuff, man. A lot of old school machines. Um, And also it's like a chopper with like spring forks and stuff. But when I saw it come on eBay, we don't really see a lot of nice choppers come off on eBay um, uh, in England so much. I guess you probably do in America more because, you know, it's where it's the land of choppers. So. And I like those kind of motorcycles. So when I saw it come up, I was like, oh, I need to get that. I really yeah. need to get that. And I wanted to go Harley anyways, because I was on like a jack bike before. Um, and I wanted to try out like old school Harleys in particular, because I know that they're kind of simple to work on. Uh, so you can get your head around it. You know what I mean? It's less, less computerized engines and shit like that. So, and that's, that's the, and it sounds great. It looks great. You know what I mean? It's just one of those, it's like a rock and roll two wheel fucking machine <laughs> <laughs> have you been working on bikes like your entire life how do you no, get introduced no, to that? no 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 literally i got into it only like a couple of years ago to be honest but i, I played at lots of bike rallies like uh, often like not every single summer but i don't know every two years i play a biker rally put it that way for like the last 10 years i've been a musician living on the road living in vans mainly um and uh yeah i was always playing at these biker rallies and i wanted to bike so bad but i i, I didn't have had the money or like the I didn't really know how I never got my license and stuff. And then I went away to India 
backpacking and I was getting interested in bikes around that time. And then I got to ride a bike because in India, you don't need insurance, you don't need a helmet, you don't need anything. You just get on a bike and go. If the police stops you, pay them off. <laughs> and I'll be keep going, you know, it's nuts. Um, so I got to experience riding motorcycles out there and I was like, oh, this is amazing. I love this so much. This is like a thing. It's one of my things, you know, um, just like playing guitar or something like that or playing drums or something. You know what I mean? I was like, this is, I, I can do this for a long time, not get bored. I'm into oh, this. Yeah, so, it's going um, to be part of your so, life, yeah. right? For the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Definitely, mate. Definitely. You know, you just know when you when you do something and you just like, ah, I really like this. this is something I can do. Like for me, the opposite of that was like football. Um, well, and not not your kind of football, soccer, right. basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. When when I tried playing football or like soccer, I, it was not for me. I did the opposite. It's like, yeah, this is not for me. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. You know? So you went to India. What? Why? What made you want to go to India? When did you do that? I was literally just backpacking after years of hard work busking and playing uh in in winter time busking in winter in london so many years like literally eight years in a row and i was like not doing it next year not doing it i'm gonna save up money in the summer and i'm going to india um and yeah i I went with a bunch of my mates um but yeah it was just it was literally because i I was every single winter i was working out in the fucking cold and i was like it's not happening next year and i wanted it to be every single year after that but things have changed now and I've, I've got lots of I'm not busking so much anymore as much as I used to I still am but not as much as I used to it wasn't like completely everything I needed I didn't, I didn't I don't need to do it now to make money kind of thing so yeah it's slightly different yeah um, I'm kind of working in the winter and um, recording and doing other things you know playing the occasional gig yeah how has life changed for you how has that fan base changed for you since uh is it is it all from the Ted Lasso appearance um, no, I'd say the snowball was actually in, in motion around 2017, actually. Okay. That's when I first started noticing people turning up to my gigs and things like that. If I got like a random gig, I, I never used to play gigs, really. I, I'd just go busting on the streets because the gigs were just a complete waste of time back in the day, like five years ago. Because, I, you know, you, you play the gig and no one would turn up and, you know, because you haven't got a fan base and you can't ask your mates. They've already seen three of your shows. You know what I mean? So it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I just gave up gigs for a while. And in that time that I gave up gigs, I, I played so many gigs on the street, so many street shows that I eventually kind of started to get a fan base. And, and I put the occasional gig on and, you know, I get like five people at first come in singing my, my lyrics and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then that turned to 20 people around, around about 2019. I did a little tour then. And there were about 20 people in the room every time. And now it's like, you know, 50 to a hundred, maybe even two. I think like, the gig I did in London was like 260 people. So we managed to fill. So it's just like slowly been going up and Ted Lasso it, it was just another little, you know, it was another good punch in that, in that fucking, in that mix, you know, along with a few other things. Um, I think some of my videos going viral, just, just YouTube videos, just some videos that I had of me performing on the streets. Um, that was also another like, um, level up kind of thing and every time that happens you get a few more people turn up to your gigs you know or you, or you get a few more numbers increasing on instagram and social media but it's weird life has changed a lot like it used to just be me uh driving around the various towns in england just parking up in places and then going and busking and no one knew you know what i mean no one knows yeah. anything but now if i start setting up on the streets i get people come over oh can i get your autograph camera how are you doing cam can i get a photo yeah. And it's, it's different, you know, it's nice and it's, it's just different. That's all it is. It's just different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was very interesting for quite a number of years because I knew what I was going to do, what I was going to do, do. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, when you're setting up on the streets, I knew what was coming. I know, I know, I know the show, you know? Yeah. And I get to observe the show from that angle. Um, whereas now sometimes if I step up on the streets, my people start like stop and they just start to accumulate because they, some people may have already know or, or may have already seen me online before, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool that how that's kind of steadily increased for you, you know? Uh, my, for me personally, my music uh, listening has been kind of on and off since college. I'm in my 40s now. But when I, when I saw that Ted Lasso episode and I heard you, I thought to myself, wow, this is, this is great. It, it almost reminded me of, I was a big fan of, uh, you know, kind of grunge music in the 1990s and, and things like that. Yeah. And there's that guitar. And then I was just like, this guy is amazing. So like the first thing I did when that episode's over, I got on my phone. I'm like, who is this guy? And I found out it was you, and I immediately went to YouTube and started listening to some of your stuff. I've I've listened to your your album I see on on Amazon Music too, and I I love I love your sound. Where did you get your sound? How did that originate? Um, it's an interesting question. I don't I don't really know. I think it was like the the the, the instruments and just I guess the the way I play. Really, I mean, it's lots of things, man. It's this years of many, many, many years of just like accumulating. Oh, that sounds good. That doesn't work. That works. That doesn't work. Just like trial and error, you know what I mean? And eventually, it just like keeps on getting refined, you know. Yeah. Like I changed my snare drum a few years ago. That that I could say that kind of helps with the sound, I suppose. You know, like little things. Deciding what symbol. Deciding what guitar pedal to use. Deciding, yeah, it's just like it's not like one moment. It's like, oh, that's it. There's the sound. It's just like sort of accumulated over time, you know. Um, and, um, I guess the songs kind of create the sound as well. I think they're, they're, they're like the, the starting point of where a sound is defined. And then after that, you decide what tone your guitar is and what kind of skins to use on your drums, what fucking plectrums to play with. You know what I mean? It gets like into the nitty gritty later on. Um, but, um, yeah, originally it's the song that creates the sound, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, and I guess that comes if you if you're saying that that's what my sound is, then you know it comes from the influences, which is like you know Led Zeppelin and Nirvana. Like you say, grunge, you've got a grunge vibe, you've got a blues vibe probably as well. I try to you know mix those fusion those genres together. Yeah. Um, per song, some songs might have more grunge, some songs might have more blues, and you hear that coming across. Some songs might not have any grunge. Some songs might not have any blues. Yeah, it's, it's just, I just sort of fuck about with it, mate. I don't even know what I'm saying, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, it I, makes... I don't know where I got the sound from. That's the actual honest answer. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I mean, I think it's just, it's like you said, it's just years of a plane and what sounds good and what you like, and you do a great job. How did the one-man <laughs> band style come about? Um, kind of by accident, to be honest. Oh, I had really? some band projects that I was working on and um, I used to go busking just to make my money, just to just to live, just so I got food in the van and, and fuel in the fucking tank so I could drive to the next place, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I had some band projects on the go that I wanted to start with other people and I had some ideas in my head. And while that was going on and I was going to those rehearsals, like, during the week i i went out on the weekend busking and i just just t- used to take a stomp box and a guitar and it just built up from there and then i got like a tambourine on the other foot so i could play with the stomp box on one foot tambourine the other foot and the guitar and i sat down played like that for a little bit and then i saw the farmer foot drum which is an american product um and i and i, I asked for one and yeah I, then then it just really took off because i had about five songs from that point and when i got the foot drum i was like okay i need to do an album and I wrote a few more songs, got an album together, 
And then I was just like fully fledged one man band. By that point, I was like, yeah, I'm going for this. It's not just something I'm doing on the weekends just to make some money. It's like something I want to actually put my time and effort in. And by that time, I was starting to get fan base and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Things are starting to happen with this particular setup and this, this thing. I think it's like being a one-man band is kind of, it's interesting because you don't, the only one that's going to hold you back is you. You know, it's not, you know, like the drummer or the bass player, you know, they're not going to go off and have kids and get married and shit and settle down, you know, and, or, or the, the, you know, another band member might not have like a, an emotional outburst and, you know, has to go to fucking, has to be sectioned or something. You know, you're not relying on anyone else. It's just you. You know, yeah. so you can cover you, you know, so you can just like move forward if you have to, you know, go out playing if you want to. You don't have to wait on others and, you know, have them let you down kind of thing. So I think it, it really helps. It really does help. I've tried bands, man. It's so fucking hard. The politics is just, it's so difficult. It really is. Just go yeah. and do it by yourself, man. That's amazing. When yeah. did you, when did, did you always want to be a musician? Like from a young age? Yeah. As long as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 kind of influenced you at a young age? Why why did you go in that direction? Um, I mean, my brother was a musician and he played in a band um, when I was a kid. So maybe he sort of inspired me because he was yeah. like my big brother. So maybe I looked up to him. I don't know. Um, it's something I've always been able to do quite easily. Um, I've always been able to play drums without needing any kind of like teaching. I can just explore myself and find new things. Um, with guitar and strings I need a little bit of helping hand here and there I think everyone does because otherwise you just don't know and then when yeah. someone shows you one thing you might learn a bunch of other things because you've found out that chord structure or whatever it is I've, I'm completely self-taught slide player and I play slide now because I made the transition to slide a few years ago I say about 10 years ago maybe 9 years ago um, but um, yeah, I just find I, I can do it, man. You know, I can just do it. Like I find I've, I've noticed lots of people kind of struggle with it, but I can I can do it. It comes pretty natural to me. That's crazy. And also I've, I've, I've played for years, you know, for as long yeah. as I can remember. I've always had instruments around. I've always played them. I've always sought them out, collected them, played them. You know what I mean? Like, I, is it is it like, you know, is, is, there, is, is, is it just natural ability or do have I just played the whole fucking time? You know, like, I just playing all the time and. As a result, I've just built up my 10,000 hours and now I can, I, I can do it quite easily. I don't know what it is, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, think, I think generally when someone's really interested in something, they'll, uh, they'll put the time in to get good at it. And without, without even realizing they're putting the time in, it's not like they have to sit down every day and go, right, this is my hour. No, no, no. They just, they just sit down and they play four hours because they just they enjoy it so much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what when I think did, it is. When did you know you were good? Was there a moment where you thought... Um, like, oh man, I, I guess I, I guess I am pretty talented at, at doing, you know, playing all these musical instruments. Um, I mean, that thought's crossed my mind a few times, to be honest, <laughs> if I'm completely honest with you, it's not something you like to think about too much. It comes into your head and you're like, ah, yeah, fuck that. get that out of my head as soon as possible. You can okay. stay around a little bit, but don't, don't, I don't like to hang on to it too long. You know what I mean? It's one of them. Those kind of thoughts destroy people, man, you know? It can, it will really destroy. If you hold on to that thought for too long, you will become an asshole. That's how it works. You know, I think, uh, I mean, you can kind of know within yourself, but you don't have to think about it all the time. You don't have to, you know, push it in people's faces. I find often actually when people, um, want to be good at something, but don't put enough time into it, then they spend a lot of time trying to convince other people that they are good. Uh, that's another problem. And that, that, that comes from, it's all, it, but these kind of thoughts, they're kind of, rooted in ego you know what i mean so 
I think it's best just to try and leave that behind because it will ultimately just make you look like like a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that happen to people where they just absolutely? Yeah. 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 You just see like some dudes from bands that have got front manitis and they think they're like, you know, after a gig, you know, a bunch of girls come up and tell them, tell them they're amazing. And then, you know, that happens a few times and then they do think they're amazing and they're still playing little gigs. They haven't been signed or anything like that. And they think they're fucking rock stars before they've even played anything, like not even near Wembley Stadium. Do you know what I mean? So it can literally destroy people before they actually get somewhere in life, which is really sad. But even if they and they might have something, you know, something to show the world. But it just it just completely takes them away from their journey and their plan. Um, and it's weird. It kind of like it tells them in their head because everyone walks around with this voice in their head talking to them right it'll tell you oh yeah you are good you are yes you you know you're this that and the other but actually it's making you arrogant and then you're not going to be good so it's almost like a it does the opposite what it's saying it's going to do to you which is really weird um yeah fucking yeah it's weird isn't it the voices in our head they can they can really fuck us over. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was just talking to somebody about mindfulness and meditation on one of the previous episodes. And he said the first time that, that he meditated, it was like, he was locked in a telephone booth with a lunatic, you know, <laughs> but it's kind of like that yeah, for man. everybody. <laughs> yeah, totally. And yeah. That's the thing. Like if you ask anyone, Oi, stop thinking now. They, they won't be able to, like people can't, you know, it takes ages to actually not to, to train your mind to not, not talk all the time you know yeah so it's, it's a it's a funny one you know and then you know this gets really really interesting suddenly when you apply it to things that you're doing in your life you know um it doesn't have to be necessarily like stop talking but it can be you know just you hear if you if you start to meditate you start to um just recognize certain thoughts you know and then you won't be controlled by them you know so you can be you can be doing something and then you'll hear a voice rather than being unconscious of that voice just coming in and actually directing you somewhere, you know? And so I think it's quite a powerful tool, meditation, for that reason, because it kind of, it trains you to be aware of your thoughts because they can, they can turn into real things, you know? You, for example, someone can be just, you know, depression and things like that and people who, who get really sad. It all starts with a sad thought. If they were able to go like two years earlier and go back to that original thought because they started to make them feel bad and just go, actually, no, I'm deciding not to feel that maybe they wouldn't it wouldn't develop into depression or or maybe like i don't know some kind of anger problems or whatever it is mental health problems i think all start with thoughts um and yeah i yeah i don't know where i'm going with that but <laughs> no no that's no you're absolutely exactly. right and it's it's about recognizing that thought when it when it occurs and i think the only way you can recognize thoughts sometimes is like what you said through that mindfulness and that meditation and and kind of you know learning how to do that how often do you meditate and where, when when did you get into that um i got into it not so long ago um well actually hang on let me think about that maybe it was about four years ago no five years yeah five or six years ago i started to get into it i had a uh sort of a negative experience on drugs and uh i just could not get rid of anxiety and shit so i ended up getting into meditation and i tried it a few years earlier but i never really got the gist if you know what i mean um and uh yeah i just i just i just completely went into it like like fucking head first all the way to the deep end and i spent like a year meditating every single day at least for an hour wow. and sometimes i'd meditate for like four hours and i just fucking i just got to got to know myself my true self and the not so true self and all the other ones and all the other voices and 
you know what I mean? And then the one behind it all, who's just constantly there, just breathing and just this, just this biological body that is uh, really the one who is, when we, when we connect to, it makes us feel like a child again. It makes us feel nice. It makes us feel peaceful and relaxed and calm. And then if you go back to all the, all the, the other ones in the head, they just, they just, you know, they're the ones that have all the ideas about what you need to do with your life. And they're the interesting ones. They take you on some amazing journeys, but also they will fucking destroy you because they will not let you sleep because they will talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And I guess that's where the ego comes from. So you kind of use a little bit of it. I find a balance between using a little bit of it and then using going back to your body as often as you can. Uh, but it's hard to go back to the body sometimes, especially when you're just wound up with thinking about things, you know, and you've completely identified with your own thoughts and that part of you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Four hours. Yeah, 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 I was going to say four hours for a meditation. How, I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine how, how would you be able to, even an hour a day, that's, that's a pretty lofty goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but you know what? That's, that's where you get shit done, man. Like some people say to me, oh, yeah, I had a three minute meditation today. I was three minutes even going to do like so you put your mind on pause for three minutes and then you spend all the rest of the time overthinking and thinking and you you can't realize you can't understand why you've got anxiety but i'll tell you why it's because it's not fucking it's not you're not stopping you know three minutes isn't long enough. and this is the thing it's well i, I don't, how often do i meditate now like i'd say um in a week i might meditate once or twice for like an hour kind of thing uh but i feel like i do it more I'd like that's actually like a formal sit down, cross my legs, put a fucking candle on. Do you know what I mean? Have a meditation yeah. kind of thing. Um, but there'll be other times where I don't make it formal, but it'll happen because I'm just trying to not think, you know, and I'm going to a place in my head that's calm and doesn't have any thoughts. And, and I feel emptiness and space so that, you know, then I can, can, I can get rid of like anxiety and negative thoughts and hopefully bring in the positive ones. Or you, that gives you that space to realize that it's just a fucking thought in the first place that's causing you and making you feel shit. And yeah. actually, it's not real. you know. And that's the biggest thing, is realizing you have the power to control your own reality. That is the one, really, when it comes to meditation, I think. Um, because that's the thing. you know, Someone with depression or anxiety or mental health problems, they cannot control their own reality. And that, that reality is becoming so dark that it kind of leeches out from them and they, they push it into the real world and it's like whoa you know it's all coming from inside their head that's the scary part you know and they think it's real but it's not real and but they've identified with the with their thoughts and their thoughts are telling them that it's real mm -hmm. you know yeah anyways yeah we're talking a lot about fucking meditation spiritual <laughs> shit <laughs> is music is music a form of meditation for you i think it is man i think yeah. it is like i you know if 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 stopping thinking enables you to be free from whatever that is um riding a motorcycle or playing guitar and or playing live or whatever or playing an instrument or a number of instruments also makes you feel free it's the same thing it is a meditation in a way it just stops you fucking thinking you know um that's the aim of the game in my opinion <laughs> yeah no that's that's amazing that's really cool so um i i did want i wanted to touch on ted lasso again real quick because yeah, yeah you're right on, yeah we have been talking a lot about meditation. I think it's so cool, though, that I'd love to hear your perspective on it. Um, how did that come about? How, how were you approached to be on that television show? And then um, what has the response been uh, since, uh, you know, your episode aired? Um, well, it was um, 
what happened was that the process for it was um, uh, Jason Sudoku. Uh, he was looking for a busker uh, who busked in London regularly. So he must have typed in to Google London busker. And then I come up, right? Yeah. And um, at the time, I was touring uh, the north of England just on a little, on, on a little pub tour. Uh, this is when I was starting to get like 20 people in a room, as I said. Um, and uh, all of a sudden I get a call from my manager and he says, oh, there's this thing. Um, it's like some, uh, there's some Hollywood actors in it, but I'm not entirely sure who. Uh, but yeah, they want you to play a part of a busker. And I was like, well, that's all, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all very um, honoured that they, that they think of me and all that and whatever. But, you know, I don't really want to play a part. I, I'm, I'd rather just be me. So see if they, they, they're up for just letting me be me or otherwise I won't do it. And he said, he said okay, I'll, I'll get back to them. And then uh, they said yes. And, um, and I don't even know who's involved still. And then I find out because they get me down there and I've got to take a train from, all the way from the Midlands in England uh, in this really like fucking um, just grey, miserable town that I was parked up in for like a couple of days. <laughs> I go down on the train, take my guitar and shit with me onto a fucking movie set with a yeah. caravan that has got my name on the door. It's got a shower and it's all like state of the art. I'm getting, you know, you turn up on a movie set, mate, and literally someone will go, all right, you, you wait there for a moment. You wait somewhere. And they go, right, right now it's time for you to go. Come with me. Go in this car. You just get ushered around like a little child. So I say, it's weird, man. It's, just, it's crazy. And I met Jason Stoker. He's a fucking lovely, lovely guy. Uh, they were totally happy with me just being myself and playing myself. Um, I think Jason liked what I did. He, he saw some of my, my videos and he was just like, yeah, I don't mind. Let's just get him down and, and yeah, just let him play. And it was sick as well. Like I fucking, I played in front of a, it was, it's, it was two times I played. I played once outside when I was just singing and playing guitar. That was all right. And then there was another time that they filmed me. I was playing inside this building with a bunch of actors who were meant to like party and rock out to my music and, and they did and it was it was fucking it was a great time it was good it was good fun lots of yeah. fun it was actually fun to an actual gig which i managed to rock so it was it was yeah it was a good laugh it was so cool it was so cool and that song was mama right that you were playing on that episode right yeah that's it yeah mama how'd you choose that one or who, cho- who chose I, that i think jason wanted that one yeah i think i think i can't remember i don't think it was me um i think it was i think it was jason who chose that but i can't be sure to be honest my memory is terrible mate <laughs> really really bad i've got like three days in, behind me and that's it <laughs> everything past that is very scattered i must say I, i'm <laughs> with i'm with you on there i mean i i think uh, you and i are like you know similar in that respect my, Do you smoke my... weed? Is that maybe why? Is that the common denominator here <laughs> i feel like it is with me Fuck oh. <laughs> yeah your memory loss sure yeah I mean, I okay. think so. Like short-term memory, anyways, it just destroys it, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I see. Uh, okay, the the song I see on the album, I see. Um, yeah. You go on a rift toward the end, and I, I was I was listening to that song and that album. And I thought to myself, how does that like as, as the songwriting process continues? Like, how do you go on a rift? Is that just something that you are ad libbing in the moment, or is that planned? Like, I, I don't even know how it works. Well, with I see that tune, that particular tune, I see. Yes. So with I see, it's interesting that you mentioned that and asked me how much of it is like ad libbed or, you know, just um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
uh, improvised. improvised, improvised, improvised. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so obviously, the song now is not really improvised. It's uh, it's right. a sort of set song. But do you know what? That song was written from just pure improvisation, busking on the street. When I had a stomp box, actually, that song. I've been playing that song for like five years now. That song has been in my set for a very, very long time. Um, it was like the, the whole one man band, like sort of uh, blues set that I. When I started, it, as I said, it was just with a, a stomp box and a guitar, an acoustic guitar with a bit of dirt on it. And uh, yeah, like it, 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 most of the songs like Mama and I See were two songs were, that were, were pretty good songs that came out of just fucking me jamming and just coming up with stuff on the street, literally. Because like, people would be walking past me and I'd be sat down and I'd, I'd be fucking about and I'd play like a 12 bar or something and I'd like, play something else then i'd be like all right i'm bored now what am i gonna do uh all right just come up with some shit and i just i just try and write songs you know and and then I, if i wrote a good one people would stop and listen i'd be like oh this one's working i remember this one or i'd get it down on my phone and then time goes on you just keep adding bits to it you suddenly get yourself a, a middle eight or a bridge in there just from a moment that happens when you've got a crowd of people in front of you and you just play some different chord that you haven't played or a mistake happens for example a mistake could happen and then you just go oh i'm gonna keep that mistake and it just evolves and develops and, you know, I've got more drums and it develops even more. And, you know, and then the, the end result is what we're hearing now. But that started fucking years ago, man, when I was just like just dicking around, to be honest with you. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. So it, what is your songwriting process like then? Is it is it a lot of what you were just talking about here is just finding out um, what works? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Um it's it's different. Like it takes it is it's different every time, really. Well, not every time. There is there is the, the common denominator for me with songwriting is seeing at home, and I've got an I got a song in my head, and I'll try and get it out of my head, or I'll just be jamming on the guitar, and I find something, and I and, and I I get like a a verse or a chorus, and then I get saved into the back catalogue that is just fucking loads and loads of fucking potential riffs and potential choruses that I've got saved that I sometimes I go through and go, Oh, that one goes here. That one's going with that one. Could that one work with that one? Let me try it out. No, it doesn't. Well, yes, it does. It's one of them. And there's that basically the work to do. Um, but sometimes in the best times, and I find the best songs literally all come out in one moment, man. Like I'll hear it in my head and it would just be there. And I just fucking write the whole thing. And it happens. It takes place in about 15, 20 minutes. And it's like, those are the best ones usually. And then all the other ones usually take fucking hours to come up with, you know, wow. that's just how it goes. The best ones just happen immediately. And, I mean, uh, that's so weird. What is that? Where does that come from? I remember there was a story I heard once about uh, Paul McCartney, uh, the melody to yesterday. I think he yeah. woke up. It, it was in a dream. He like, woke yeah, up, yeah. got out of bed and, and one of the greatest songs, you know, is just was there. Like, where does that, yeah. that's weird that, that you talk about, like some of the best songs are just 15 minutes. It's, it's weird yeah. to think about like where that comes from. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It, well, it's weird. And what's, what's really interesting is why is it a good song? Well, it's a good song because as humans, we can all somehow relate to it. So maybe you've heard it before in your head. Maybe I've heard it before in my head. Maybe we've all heard it in our head. And that's why we all think it's a good song. You know, why is something good? What makes it good? Yeah. Is it actually good, like in terms of like the universe and shit? No, no, no. It's just human perception that it's good. So why do we think it's good? Is it is it something that we can immediately go like, oh, I understand, I know where it's going because that's often like what what seem to be great songs, often very simple, so we can understand them quickly. We know when the chorus is coming. 
we get the endorphins, we get whatever it is, adrenaline coming through us. When that chorus comes, you know, we just, we just get, it just pleases us immediately. Maybe that's what it is. Fuck knows. To be honest, I don't ever want to know what it is, but I've got a feeling that it's, I've got a feeling that everyone's kind of heard these songs before somehow, because I swear to God, like sometimes I'll write a tune and I go, that's, I haven't written that. There's no way someone else has written that. Someone's definitely written that song. I've heard that before. And it'll sit with me for a couple of weeks and I'll, you know, try and find this fucking song and I'll, I won't be able to find it. Or maybe I will. And that's another one that's really annoying. <laughs> you find that you haven't written that song. Someone else has wrote it. Like, Damn it. But it's that feeling I get. Like when it's a good song, it's always, oh, it feels like I've heard that before. And you play it to other people and they say the same thing. They go, oh, it feels like I've heard that before. Maybe we are all just hearing these songs and melodies in our head. It's always the same kind of chord structure. It's always like the same roughly four chords you know um well there's, there's, there's a few different structures i think there's a few different chord structures that make up some of the best songs in the world mm. um and yeah they, they yeah you just keep reversing it or put spaces in between the chords and you know and if you try and sit down and try and like figure out this formula and try and do it like that you'll never get anywhere so many musicians have tried it has to happen naturally from it coming out your head from a natural moment when you've just heard something in your head and you write and you just play it and it's like, oh, that's a fucking tune. I'll record that on my phone. Boom, you've got a fucking tune. But if you try and sit there and go, uh, what's, what is the formula to write great songs? Uh, it's A and G and whatever it is. And, and then you just try things out. You're never going to get anywhere, man. You're never going to get, it has to come from magical moments, you know, which is what yeah. I love about music. It's, it's all about magic, apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently. And it's so weird. It's so weird that, I mean, there are notes, like you're saying, there are melodies, there are, that are very pleasing to humans, but yeah. as humans, we also know what doesn't sound good. And it's like, why is there only this certain combination that sounds good and other combinations sound bad? Yeah. 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 Well, that's it. Well, what, what is good and what is bad? You just know it's good. And you know, it's bad, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I mean, to most people, death metal sounds bad, you know, and, and it's, it, the reason is, is because, um, things are out of tune and things are like, you know what I mean? They're not, they, for some reason we like an organization, a certain organization around music, around a, a song structure. And we like things to be organized in a certain way. And it has to do something that changes our emotional feeling within us. Mm-hmm. It has to get like literally change how we feel inside. Uh, maybe it makes us feel sad. Maybe it makes us feel a bit angry, like Limp Biscuit would used to do that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe it makes us feel empowered and liberated. Maybe, it, you know, it, but it has to do something. This is the thing. And, and it's almost like, you know, it's almost like a drug or like, a, you know, some enhancer of life or something. I don't know. It's like some weird thing. That, you know, it can literally change how you feel. And it makes you dance as well. That's the other thing. Why does it make us dance? You know, it literally goes, we've got these things on the side of our heads called ears, right? And it, really what it is, it looks like a, it's, it's, it's symbolic of like a shell or it's like a spiral. You know what I mean? It's similar to it. You know, when you see a snail on the floor with a shell on its back, it's got this spiral on the back. Look mm-hmm. how, how similar that looks to a human ear. When you look at the, the lines of an ear, how it goes in and things like that. It's the same thing. It's, it's, a, it's a symbol of the universe, a symbol of birth. I don't know. And yeah. um, we've got these things on the side of our head. And this is what takes in the sound. So when you hear a good tune, it goes through this spiral into your fucking head and makes you dance. Now, isn't that weird? Yes. You know what I mean? When you think about it like that and it, it happens, yeah. I mean, even little kids, like you don't teach little kids to dance. They just start bouncing up and down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? 
Yeah. It's mad. It's it, and and you just you know how, how do we know? How do we know? I guess it's because we just we just like you know we we, we organize the notes to to the to to to, sim- to symbolize with our with our bodies, and we're just trying to dance in time with it. You know, I, I don't know. It's yeah. weird, man. And it's anyways, so weird. Everyone has this. And What's that? Um, I said everyone's got this. You know, we all can spot a great song. We we you know we can all spot a great dance song as well. We all dance at the same time. We all come in when the fucking tune drops you know what i mean it's an understanding it's a knowing it's like you know what i mean that's why i believe like all great songs you've already heard them in our heads or we're, li- we're hearing them when we can sleep or something i don't know something's going on you know yeah. um because otherwise we well, how else would we all know you know right it's crazy yeah it, it, it really is weird to think about when you just think about songs and, and how they affect people and everything like that what is, yeah. is was there a song was there a song or artist that really it's, i know you talked a little bit about some of the inspirations was there a song or artist that kind of inspired you at, at the very beginning or was it your brother or um i'm not sure right at the beginning i mean like i was i i i grew up around the, the time of new metal so um when i my, i come from somewhat a musical family and not 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 massively musical my dad was was really into music he likes like you know led zeppelin loved the old blues and stuff like that um and a you know a vinyl collection of the Beatles and stuff like that you know uh so he got me into the the old school kind of music when I was when I was younger um but after only after I kind of showed an interest in music because of new metal and like Slipknot and Corn and Limp Bizkit and all these things yeah. um and then he was like oh you got to hear where this all started Cam you got to hear this you got to hear the Beatles and they Helter Skelter was the first metal record you know kind of <laughs> that kind of thing so I, I kind of got a range of music um or you know, i listened to a lot of different genres from like old school 50s rock and roll all the way up to um modern metal by the time i was like 15 i'd heard lo- i'd had loads you know i didn't only really start getting into dance music when i was uh, well i'd say when dubstep came out that's when i first got into dance music and then i really explored that in my early 20s um but what was the question again? Sorry, man. <laughs> I was just kind of like, what songs or bands uh, kind of inspired you to to kind of keep pursuing this? And that, no, no, that's oh, all. Yeah. That's all of it, right there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, um, yeah. The first bands would have been, I guess, yeah, it would have been the new metal bands. Then it would have been the new metal bands. And I remember wanting to start a band with all my mates back then. Enough never happened. Tried to start a band called Scorn like corn and slipknot together oh, <laughs> Never nice <happened>. nice <laughs> <laughs> and um and then yeah after that i got into blues rock and stuff and i got into like the white stripes and i tried to do some things around that and i still am to this day i suppose <laughs> sure no absolutely um what so if you had to uh just put on a band like right now i guess do you have different bands for what different moods like if you're in a different mood like what's your oh, yeah. guess, go-to like right now like if we get done with this podcast and you're like, I just want to listen to some music and, and do whatever, what would you be listening to? I'd say I like stoner rock, to be honest. That's a really good one just to put on. And there's some really good tunes. There are some like rubbish tunes as well. If you listen to a stoner rock compilation, but there are some really good tunes and some really good bands um, in those kind of Spotify compilations. But yeah, oh, okay. it depends. It depends, man. Like the, I, I've, I've made my own playlist on Spotify and I kind of go through that nowadays um so i've got a folk playlist with folk and like sort of delta blues that kind of thing acoustic kind of style music and then i've got a rock playlist which has everything from metal all the way through to like blues rock and stoner rock that's just loads of stuff that's rock in, in its huge massive category with all the little sub categories and sub genres involved in it 
and then I've got some other playlists of just like more refined stuff so like metal and then um stoner rock um but like right now what would I what would I listen to after this podcast probably uh, maybe blues rock that's quite chilled that's yeah. a bit more positive kind of feeling stoner rock is a little bit like you know a bit doomy and gloomy sure. um and you know I'll stick on metal when I want to work out or go on a punch bag or something um but yeah it depends what mood i'm in man it dep- yeah. totally depends on the mood you know if i'm feeling like a bit tired and i can't handle anything too intrusive and i'll stick on folk music you know sure or like acoustic-y stuff um but yeah a lot of the time i do like that intrusive shit to be honest <laughs> <laughs> man so okay so you're touring or you did are, are you done with the tour in in the uk i, I are you still, is uh, yeah, still going yeah, on the right tour, now the tour in the uk is is uh is over now okay um I've yeah, I've got some gigs coming up. I've got some gigs in Wales actually. Um and I've got a gig in Scandinavia um before next year, I believe. So I've just got some few gigs here and there. And I've and there's a few gigs um that we're kinda of adding into the tour. So I'm having a month break off now and then uh I'm playing a few gigs in the east of England, bit in the Midlands and then Wales. Uh just places that we missed out from the tour basically. When are you gonna to come to the United States? Good question, man. When am I gonna come? I'm man, I've been trying to get over to the United States for like fucking years now, man. Like literally. Um, I think next year is what it's planned, but I've tried like three times and every time I've been stopped and not allowed to come in because of COVID and whatever other fucking reason. It's been COVID the main reason, to be honest. And also, like, dude, it's it's hard to get into America. I don't know if you guys know this, like no. if you're born there, it's fucking hard, man. If you're not from America. You got to fill out a lot of forms, dude. Like you, you, you guys, you guys, you guys got to check this out. Like, try and do a visa application form. It's fucking, it's, it's a, it's full time job for like a few days. <laughs> you know, like my manager, bless him, he's going to be helping me with all that and pretty much doing it because I'm useless with all these things. But that stopped me a, a few years before, like back in the day, because that was actually my first fan base and following was people in the United States, um, okay. just seeing me online and saying, "Oh, come to USA," and I was like, "Do you know?" I, would be great to go out there and get myself a van and do what i'm doing here just over there but just the amount of fucking forms i gotta fill out for just to get the visa it just fucking stops me basically i was like jesus christ how do i get through all this you know and some of these questions are like asking me if i'm an alien shit like that it's fucking weird man I'm not joking and you think i'm like you're laughing you think i'm joking. i'm not joking bro i no, i i get it i get it my my dad's from colombia and just to bring you know some of his family over here it took it takes like years effort. almost yeah years years of yeah. effort it's, it's it's work it's work like it's it not is. just like oh here's the passport uh, give me a ticket on i get on the plane no 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 it fucking no. takes ages man <laughs> no i know exactly what you mean i mean it took a, it is. took a long time for me to like see my grandmother again for the like the second time in my life like a couple of years yeah, two years ago just because just the the paperwork and the forms yeah and the wait and somebody has to stamp it and say yeah go ahead um so <laughs> i get it but when you do come to the usa man i'm from wisconsin y- you have to come to wisconsin number one i've got i've got three reasons for you okay cam uh go on in. number one harley davison headquarters in wisconsin okay. 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 So you're going to love that. <laughs> I, I know you got your uh, Hobgoblin beer. We've got what's called Spotted Cow beer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like only in Wisconsin. Um, and number three, we've got the world's largest music, musical festival, Summerfest. Okay. Okay. You got three very good reasons there. <laughs> yeah. So you got to come to Wisconsin. Once you get all the paperwork done, um, 
which hopefully <laughs> won't be that long. <laughs> Man. Um, uh, all right. So yeah, I, I think that's kind of all I got from you, um, for you, I guess rather, but I got to look yeah, into no Hobgoblin's beer and see if I can pick up, pick up a six pack or something like that. <laughs> Hope you can get, you can get that out there. I don't know if, I don't know if they're, they're selling beers out in the United States. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think they're pretty, pretty UK based to be honest. Okay. Yeah, check them out anyways. Check them out. You, you, you never know. You might be able to get one somewhere from like a special. <laughs> you, you, I don't, do you have that in America where you've got like British products or like in England, we have like Polish shops or like Italian shops or you know what I mean? You might get the occasional shop here with, with, from, a, from another place where they specialize in the food from that place. Do you get any like British food shops or like English <sighs> food shops in America? You know, when I think about, I'm sure there are like probably a market or something like that, like a, a store, but. I mean, there's a lot of you don't get Asian. Shops. What's that? You don't get specialist shops like you do, like you would do with Asian, for example. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have that. I've never seen like a a, a British one. I, I mean, I've seen like Asian or Mexican or you know Latin American, like different like stores where you can buy the the foods and everything. I I'm sure there is one, but I, I there's got to be one, right? <laughs> there can't be if you can't think of it, man. That, that just that just means we haven't got any good enough food, basically. <laughs> yeah. Do, they, do you have United? Do you have, what do you think of when you think of the USA? By the way, um, lots of things, man. It's a, it's a continent, you know. Like I like a lot of people like kind of uh, generalize USA into one country, but it is one country technically. But there's so many different states with different uh, vibes. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. been, but I can just tell that just from the from 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 you know just looking at stuff online and and listening to people when and they go there and they tell me about it you know is i i just know it's a massive amazing place and 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 to know that like you know rock and roll and blues comes from there it's like pff, mate i need to, I need to go check it out big time I need to go check it out i just you know? thought of one more thing one more reason you got to come to wisconsin and you got to get the summer fest and you got to play there and you got to have a spotted cow i'll, I'll buy you a spotted yeah. cow by the way when you come here is the electric guitar was invented by a guy from wisconsin Wow. All right. Sold. Done. And there's a, there's a museum <laughs> right, right down beer near all, all, all this I'm talking about. It's all in the same area. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, yeah. I'll fucking, I'll definitely stick it on route. That's for sure. When I come to USA. Yeah. Yes, mate. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, Cam, I appreciate this, man. Like I said, when I, when I heard that song on Ted Lasso, I was like, oh my gosh, this, where's this been? Where, where's this sound been? I want to hear more of this. <laughs> um, so I, I appreciate you uh, joining me for this podcast, man. You're a really cool guy. Um, and go, go meditate right now and, and clear your voices. <laughs> Will do, man. Will do. <laughs> Thanks, Cam. Uh, good to meet you, man. Good to meet you. <laughs>